What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and we are in the mix with Trent. You know how you always hear stories about how celebrities grew up or went to high school together before they got famous? Well, take out your notepads because this is one of those stories. It was the late 90s when we met at Alexander Hamilton High School where we rubbed elbows with some other notable classmates. She was good friends with my best friend and we built a friendship that has literally stood the test of time. Candace Renee is currently the breakout star on Tyler Perry's Bruh, which currently airs on BET Plus. Yeah. Candace, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Um, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you for, for coming. I really do appreciate it. So, I know you. I've known you for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. But tell people about you. Who, where are you from? How did you get your start? All the good stuff. Oh, my God. That's so brief, much. Brief. Uh, brief. Okay. Upbringing. So, I'm originally from L.A., and then um, moved to New York as a teenager. Well, you're skipping over a lot of stuff. So let me, <laughs> let me just break it down. It's just not that. She's from L.A. She and I, this is my good girlfriend from high school. We went to Hamilton High School together where we went to school with so many creative people that are now doing amazing, great things in the industry. Singers, dancers, uh, actresses, you name Musicians, it. Rappers. Writers, um, yeah. every Some of everybody went to Hamilton. Yeah. Then you then went to Marymount in New York. I but did. even before that, uh -huh. you had training at AGC. Yeah, I trained. I started at Faith Acting Studios. With Wendy Raquel Robinson. With Wendy was at Faith as well, um, as, as, as well as some other um, teachers. And then Wendy decided to open up her own school with a couple of other people called AGC. Mm -hmm. So I went to AGC after Faith. And then when I graduated high school, this was all going to Hamilton as well. So I was training after high school, left, went to New York and uh, studied theater and trained there and danced and, you know, did the whole nine. Um, and then after graduation, I was doing theater, 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 theater for years. And then finally uh, jumped into TV where I did like Law and Order yes. in New York. Um and I was also dancing at the same time because I was like, I'm not, I got to book some stuff that makes money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like dancing, I'm acting, I'm doing theater, I'm doing all this stuff, right? And then um, when I came back to L.A. Uh, eight years ago, I was like, okay, it's only going to be TV and film. Like, I can't, theater is not paying these bills. So right. um, it was almost like I started all over. Almost like I started over. over. When did you know that you wanted to be an actress? Um, that's a great question. So, I think it was around the age of, like, 11, um, where I thought that I wanted to be a doctor for so long, because that's what everybody was in my family, and then I was like, yeah, science is not working out. Like, I'm not liking science class, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I, I remember my mom put me in a Charles Drew program, and I was, like, dissecting stuff on the weekend. Like, it wasn't even school. Because mm -mm. I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. Mm -mm. And I didn't like it. I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. I'm yeah. like, maybe I could do law. And then I was like, maybe I can do entertainment law. Because yeah. I like entertainment, and I got to be a lawyer, right? And then I was like, maybe I could just do entertainment. And that's just it, yeah. <laughs> and that was but it. But you were already doing... You know, uh, acting classes and doing stuff. Why wasn't that just a natural so thing? So I didn't start real acting classes until I was 12. Yeah. So 
um, when I started the act, I was like, you know, I saw, I had some friends in acting classes and I was like, I think I want to do that. I want to go. And so I asked my mom, she put me in right away. Um, cause faith was like up the street, mm -hmm. literally I could walk. And, um, once I got in those classes, I was like, that's it. I want to be on SNL. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I, I and you're very much on your way. Like. <laughs> What people don't know is because we've been friends for such a long time, you briefly mentioned the transition of theater and moving back to L.A. eight years ago. Um, we both kind of came back to L.A. at the same time, and it was a rough transition. Mm -hmm. Like, talk about what it's like to be a struggling actress in L.A. where everybody wears, like, a big competition, everybody's working, you're seeing your friends on TV, and it's mm -hmm. like, fuck, yeah. when is my moment going to get here? Right. So... Yeah. Um, being a struggling actor is very, very difficult. Like, it's one of those things I wouldn't wish upon anyone. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, unless you just had to do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, you have your moments where you're like, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I literally had a moment three, four years ago where I was like, I'm going to go to law school. <laughs> like, oh, so back to, back to that again. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's just... Because it was just like, I'm getting older and like it's not hitting the way that I think it should be. Right. But it wasn't about how I thought it should be. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not about you. It's about, to me, you know, it's how God and the universe wants it to work out for you. But you're right. Looking at a, a lot of people around you, um, people that came after you and yes. they're blown up and yes. they're working. Yes. And it wasn't even about being famous. That's not even important. It was just like, you're working and I am not. And I put in so much work. Put in so much work. And been through all this stuff. It really is important, and I learned that uh, a long time ago, it's really important not to look at everybody else mm. and compare your your path to theirs. Which is hard to do in an industry that's always comparing you it's against hard. the and, next And you person. watch television. Yeah. And you see them. And you see people. Every day. Yeah. You know? So it becomes like um, a, mind, a mental warfare for you. Like, how do I... How do I keep myself out of that mind state where I'm not always thinking about the comparison of our careers or even if it's people I don't know, I'm comparing like, God, if I was there, if I did this or if I got that, you know, especially if you audition for that role, you yeah. know, you saw I auditioned for that role. I killed it. And yeah. they got it. And they got it. Now yeah. I'm comparing, you know what I mean? So it, it becomes like, I think I just became like once I was able to master not doing that. Um, so much, I, I was okay. I was able to just to, to navigate myself in my own career's path in the way that I should be able to. Yeah. You know. So it's funny that we're even that just came up, but like I'm thinking about Hollywood Shuffle was a crazy movie about your satire and just examining the black mm -hmm. experience on you know, auditioning and being an actress or a working actor in Hollywood. Bad Hair was a, another one that kind of recently highlighted those things. Have you ever had any crazy audition experiences or just thinking about those two movies? Like, have you ever gone through anything like that? Especially as a dark-skinned actress in Hollywood. Um, to be honest, no. I would say I have not. I think that the most um, frustrating thing for me as a black actress that I've experienced um, is not so dramatic as that. It's more so um, 
the the pre-existing um like thoughts of of people and what they should be before you even get in the room right mm. um and so for me one of those things is um you know lots of casting directors and lots of producers think that if you're a british actor or a british actress that you're far more superb than a, a black American actor. What is that about? Do they have more training? Like, do you... you... There's no way you can know if somebody has more training, regardless of where they're from, unless yeah. you ask what their training is. There are some British actors who might have more training than me, and I might have more training than some British actors. It doesn't make you better or worse. I think that they assume that British actors automatically have the most training. I'm mm. not sure what that's about. But you have to ask somebody how much training they have. You don't just assume because they have an accent from somewhere that they're better or they have more training. But I have experienced that a lot in L.A. I used to go into auditions and pretend like I was British because I knew that the casting director would be impressed and think that I was better mm. than other people coming into the room. Did it ever work out? Um... So one time, a casting director, and I, I had to tell her the truth after, but she was, she was so impressed. I told her I was like, I, I, at the end of the audition, I was like, "Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me." And she was like, "I knew it." And I was like, I had to tell her like, "No, I'm not British." And she was like, Ugh. So it kind of like she had to bite her tongue, mm. but um, but I did. Doing it, I did see how how impressed people were, and it was stupid. Yeah. Do you think, because you've worked so hard to get where you are, that that actually takes away from all the hard work that you've done? No. No, especially because um, I know that at the end of the day, I get to be the one with the last laugh. Mm. So whether you cast me or not, you saw what my skill was and probably remembered it. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I get the last laugh at the end no matter what. Yeah, that's true. I love it. You're in the Mr. Trent. We're speaking with Candace Renee. Back in a second. Candace Renee, keeping it real on her experiences. Let's hear her talk about her work that led her to her role on Tyler Perry's Bruh and overcoming a major obstacle right as her career started to climb. You are back in the Mr. Trent. We're speaking with Candace Renee. She's currently playing Regina on Tyler Perry's Bro, which airs on BET Plus. So before you landed that role, you played um, a bit on Black Jesus last year. Mm -hmm. How was that? So fun. Yeah. I was the only actor on the show that was not a stand-up comedian. But you're funny though. No, you're 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 genuinely a hilarious person. Thank you. No, like you you produced your own laugh gym. Yeah, yeah. Now a, a I, I'm ago. a sketch comedian. I call myself a sketch comedian, yeah. but I'm not a stand-up comedian. Everybody else was a stand-up comedian and was just like, wow. You know who else wasn't a stand-up comedian but has done stand-up is Paula J. Parker. Mm. She's actually done stand-up yes. before, but she's not a stand-up comedian. But I felt like I was the only one that was like, <laughs> I don't do stand-up at night. Y'all go leave here and go, go to the club. hit a stage. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> you know, you were... you, But you know, 
and I and I say this, and I hope your castmates don't get mad, but I called you the breakout star for a reason. If you've ever watched Tyler Perry's show, Bruh, on BT Plus, it's a good show, and I like the story, but there's a certain je ne sais quoi with, with you when you, you know, enter this, this, this scene. And it's like, oh, now, here's the show. Here's what we're watching for, because it's for... You do something when you appear on camera and you're captivating and you make people want to watch. I'm only, and beside the point from you being my friend, like, why else am I watching the show? Mm. But it's, well, there's a couple other people, but you know, yeah. I, you're the, the breakout star on that show. Um, yeah. And before you got this role, you played on Insecure earlier this year and, mm -hmm. and uh, Westworld. Mm -hmm. Two HBO shows. Yeah. What was that like? Um, so two vastly different experiences yes. same network but um i did westworld first right and um i was so nervous because i thought you know they have huge actors on this show and um i was just coming into this huge production like okay here i am you know what i mean and then like there wasn't a whole lot of black people and so um, that was another kind of, you know, which I don't care, but it's just like, okay, it's a different kind of uh, environment, right? So I get to set and I saw a black lady and I was like, hey, sis, you know, yeah. she was like on wardrobe or something. And then, you know, I was like comfortable after that. And Tandy is on the show um, and she was extremely kind and like warm and fun, right? So that helped a lot too. And I was able to warm up, but it was a lot. It was kind of intense. The director was like crazy. Um, he was crazy. I had really hard lines, um, not my main scene, but I had a second scene where I was spitting out all these mathematical things really, really fast. Mm. I don't know anything about math like that, right? Mm. Not in that level. And he was just like, you got to get it out. It got to be perfect. And I was like, ah. And he was screaming at other people. And I was like, I can't mess up. Like, this is, you know what I'm saying? And so it was a, it was kind of intense. But it was really fun. It was very rewarding. And, and it looked great. When I saw it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, there's so many special effects and stuff. Yeah. So you just never know how it's going to look. But it was awesome. And then Insecure is more of a um, it's complete different vibe, right? Of course. Um almost all black people on yeah. set and it's just like you know black hairdressers and black makeup artists and black 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 you know and it's just chill yeah. and comfortable um how, it was amazing how was it how was it being on like one of the premier like black shows of the time just to to be on set that and to yeah. revel in all that blackness especially in a year like this where we've mm -hmm. had a crazy summer with George Floyd and everything else that's come. Like, yeah, it's funny because of course I did film that before all that stuff mm -hmm. happened. And so, um, I had no idea that we would be like so excited and expectant of the show to come back on air. I mean, we were already really, really, really anxious about insecure coming back on right. air. Right. But because of everything and being stuck in the house and not having, um, new content to watch like Insecure was one of those things where it was like we just really can't wait to see it because um, we need it Yeah. and so it was really exciting for me and I tried to I'm not a big announcement person you're not you know. <laughs> you're, she, Candace will not tell you anything she's doing I will be perusing 
uh, Instagram in the middle of the night. I'm like, you didn't tell nobody you was doing this. I know. And I shoot so a text message at two in the morning, like, girl, really? I know. Your, your people want to root for you. I didn't say anything. And a lot of times, you know, um, in this industry, like, you'll shoot four days worth of content and then it'll be cut out. And, yeah. you, and it comes on TV and you're like, not in it. I didn't. I didn't make it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, so yeah. I've just never been a big um, announcement person in that way. But um, um, I didn't announce um, Insecure uh, the 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 week before my episode came on. I remember they played like the preview for the next week, yes. and I was in the preview. I was like, shit, I can't even. I can't even keep it under wraps now because right. they already showed it. Know. So then I put the announcement on Instagram. Like, all right, I'm in it. You know what I'm saying? But um, so that was exciting. It was because you know, 2020, man. Like it, be it just became like, oh shit, when am I gonna work again? Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, and then you it, do you before I even but do you think the roles on Insecure and and Westworld help you get the Tyler Perry no. show? I, I don't. Um, I I shot Insecure maybe a month before I booked Bruh. Mm -hmm. So they didn't even know about Insecure. Oh, okay. Yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Westworld hadn't aired yet. Um, so they didn't know about that either. Um, no. So it's been a crazy year. Yeah. Um, all this shit is going on. We've got COVID. You've got the summer of George Floyd. You've got all these riots this conversation about what it's like to be black in america after all this time and then you get bruh and it's like you're a part of this big inaugural sort of experience of this grand opening of tyler perry studios mm -hmm. how was that so yeah so his grand opening of the studios happened right before i booked the show mm -hmm. so i didn't get to go i was like damn it i missed it but but landing the role and then showing up to the to the studios mm -hmm. was like I can't even describe the feeling. I felt like when I got there, I felt like this shit is ours. Yeah. That's how I felt. Mm -hmm. I felt like this is our shit. This is black people's shit right here. Like, I know it's Tyler's, but this is ours. Like, you know what I mean? And I felt like I was just a being, you know, a part of history, a part of something much bigger than I could really describe at that moment. It was pretty um, overwhelming for me. Um, um, my grandmother passed away mm. probably... Yes, I remember that. I want to say two or three days after... I, I mean, I would say three days or four days after I got there. And so it became really bittersweet because yeah. um, I was really close to my grandmother. My grandmother introduced me to Tyler Perry plays in like 2003 or 2002. So she loved Tyler Perry and um, I couldn't share the experience with her. Did, you, you know did she mean? know that you had booked that role? She So I booked it um, probably a day or two after she had a stroke. And so I wasn't... I mean, we told her, you know, but I don't know if she processed that. I don't know if she knew, really, you know what I mean? Or could experience what I was experiencing in telling her. So, um, it's just how God works, you know. But um, I know that she, I know that she was able to see and feel what was going on, you know, at some point, whether it was before she 
she passed or after, but um, it was very bittersweet. And yeah. so it, it, it took a lot of discipline for me when I, when I had to start working on the first season. It took a lot. Whew. It was hard. I can imagine. You're in the mix with Trent. More with Candace Renee right after this. In the final portion of the interview, Candace talks about her audition process for Tyler Perry's bra and her advice to anyone who wants to be in the entertainment industry. Um, what was the auditioning process like mm -hmm. for bra? Interesting you ask. Um, so, let me start by explaining what the, the audition process process was for the show in general before I go to my specific audition. So, everybody auditioned. They went to the first audition, right? Then there was a callback um, where, you know, they paired people up to get, like, chemistry and... Um, um, Mr. Perry was there along with Michelle and Mark, who are the executive producers. They were all there with the casting director, Kim Coleman, and they paired people up to get chemistry, you know, like the Bills with the Reginas and the Johns with the, you know, and so forth. Um, the actresses that were auditioning for Regina, which was the role I, I uh, ultimately got, um, I guess none of them got cast, right? I was not in the initial audition process with everyone else. Mm -hmm. I didn't get called in the first round. So because they did not end up liking any of the women that came in for Regina, they went back to the, the slate to Kim Coleman and they said, can you bring some more women in for Regina, right? So then I get called in. Um, and I'm like, not, I didn't know that everybody was already cast, essentially, at this point. I go in, um, I... Had been in for Tyler's shows, excuse me, Mr. Perry's shows a couple times and didn't get anything. So I was just kind of like, ah, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm a Tyler Perry actress. Like, I don't know. But then I kind of paid attention to his style a little more um, before I went in for this audition. I was like, okay, I think I got it. Went in, did the audition. I feel like that was maybe a Wednesday or Thursday. And then... Monday, I got a call that I was, no, Friday, I got the call I was on a veil, which means that, uh, hey, we're, we're considering you, like, hmm. to get the role, so, which for, for me was weird because I was expecting a callback, mm. not knowing they already had the callbacks, right, so I'm like, what do you mean a veil, like, I didn't even have a callback. You know what I mean? Also, you the call back. <laughs> also, I was told that this was a recurring role and not a series regular, right? Mm. So I was like, okay, cool. Maybe it's just a recurring role. They don't need to have the callbacks. Fine. So Monday, I get a call from my agent, and she's like, are you sitting down? And I'm like, girl, what's going on? <laughs> and she's like, you booked the role. And I'm like, what? I was just on the veil five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, cool. So she's going through the, the information, and she's like, um, hold on. Let me call you right back. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, okay. She calls me back in 10 minutes and she's like, okay, this is not a recurring role. It's a series regular. I almost crashed my car and I was parked. <laughs> 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 I was like, what happened? Like, I'm thinking the whole time I'm auditioning, this is just a recurring role. Because I knew the show was about these guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I didn't expect, you know, I didn't expect all that. So it was, everything was really a surprise and it wasn't until I got to Atlanta that I realized I missed the whole audition process. Mm. Like, I wasn't a part of it with everyone else. Everyone else so saw you're each just other. That, she's just that good, y'all. Casting mean, directors, <laughs> she's just that good. Y'all hearing this right? She's just that good. Go ahead. Tell the lady that do the Marvel 
right? <laughs> Cast it. But yeah, so that my audition process was was definitely unique mm -hmm. and not completely normal, you know, as far as how it typically goes. Yeah, it was different. Wow, I didn't know that. But yeah, you, it's been picked. Brad's been picked up for season two. For those who don't know, Brad airs on Thursdays, Wednesdays, Wednesdays. Um, but uh, season two may or may not change. Um, you know what day they they air the show, but. Have um, you guys started shooting for that already for season two? We have. We have finished shooting. Oh, well. okay. Okay. <laughs> so when does season two air? Series season regular. Season two will probably air sometime between like March and May of okay. next year. We never really know until it gets closer. Um, but yeah, yeah. Season two was in the bag already. We actually shot Amazing. that during quarantine. So. Yes. So what was your experience like during quarantine? At Tyler Perry Studios, because yes. you guys had your own kind of like individual It was situations. very, very, very... Luxurious. I would call it luxurious now, but it was, it was nice. Mr. It was... Perry, she had a damn good time. I had a bungalow. damn good time. I didn't want to leave. I was like, Mr. Perry, can we stay a little longer because this is fun. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's it's it used to be like a military base kind mm -hmm. of thing. So there's houses right so every like we two people were in a house so okay. we had our own house and it was like a two or three story house and may have like three or four bedrooms but it was only two people to house because of you know covid and all that and i mean there was food and you never needed anything you know nothing and um you still had to keep your mask on and stay six feet apart and all that stuff but um it was you know that he had like Every night after filming was over, he had, you know, movies on the lawn or, you know, music or whatever, um, food trucks, a liquor truck, honey, like everything was there. Everything that you, it, but you were not allowed to leave off of the, the base. Yes. Yeah. Until you were done filming. Wow. So. I was going to ask you, you know, but because you're a series regular mm -hmm. and you just kind of quarantined there, I was going to ask mm -hmm. you, was it more difficult um, even to work during COVID? you know, with everything that's going on. How, like, have you been auditioning for other things and how's that process been during COVID? Um, so for a while, everything was shut down completely. Yeah. Um, and then Atlanta was able to start filming way before LA was, um, like LA and New York. So Atlanta Productions, they've been going for much longer. Once LA was able to open back up and start filming again, um, that's when the, like, the bulk of the auditioning started back up and it became extreme like around september it just took off and auditioning has been very 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 busy like very busy um but everything is self-taping so you're at home filming yeah. you're at home doing all your audi everything. auditions on your own and so it's like it's super different you don't get to have that that contact with the casting directors anymore you know it's just different Wow. So, what advice do you give to anybody at home watching or listening that wants to be a professional actor, particularly because you have worked in theater, you've had the training, you've had a dry spell, it's like, when mm -hmm. is my moment coming, all of mm -hmm. these things. What advice can you give to somebody who wants to be an actor that just, they need to, they don't know where to go, they need direction, what do they do? I think that the most important thing, and I always tell people this, um, is training. 
Mm-hmm. Like, if you're really serious, I really think that training is very important. I think that people... You're not the first actor that said that to No, me. I mean, <laughs> it's just really important. I think that, you know, people find that they have a natural gift mm-hmm. and think that it's enough. And while sometimes it can be enough, it's not. Um, and if you if you have a natural gift, people are going to see it regardless. Right. Right. But if I but but if I say to you, God, you're a natural. I want you, I want you to to work. I'm I'm going to cast you in something, and then you get on set and you have no idea what you're doing. That natural gift is not going to help you know what to do. Right. Right. So. And how to transition and how to just, like, have longevity and, you know, keep, like, it's just really important. I've, I've, I've met people who said that they want to be actors and then I'm like, yeah, give some training. And then they start training and they're like, yeah, this isn't for me. Also, they learn that it might not be for them once the, um, the no's start coming. Because there's so many no's and people don't like being told no so much. It's hard. It's not the easiest thing and it's not comfortable. And if you don't need to be told no all the time, why take it, right? So I, I just always tell people each side of, of the of the career choice because some things may not be for your personality type. It might not be for your lifestyle. You know what I mean? Some people don't want to go through that struggle part because it's not fun. It's not cute. It, it, you know, don't nobody want to eat noodles and crackers, saltines, you know what I'm saying, for right. a year just to see if they can get a job or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not for everybody. So I always say, give it a go. Do this. Get your training. You know, get in, like, push yourself to get into the audition rooms, whether it's little things, you know, before you become a union actor. Just go into some auditions. Just make yourself so you can get used to it and see if it's for you. You know what I mean? Um, I know a lot of people who I thought were extremely talented and that could be professionals now and that I went to school with who are not actors now because they realized it just wasn't for them as a professional. Mm. But but the but the lane that they used as 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 training as an actor got them to where they are now for whatever they're do they, they chose to do. You know, it might be something else. It might be producing, it might be um, psychology. But it helped them get there, yeah. right? So it wasn't it wasn't for naught. But I, um, like I said before, I don't wish being a struggling artist onto anyone. Yeah. So it's I just try to make sure that that's a choice that you really want to go with. Not for the faint of heart, for right. sure. Right. Um, what do you have coming up? Not a damn thing. I'm, I'm <laughs> season two, <laughs> season bro. Season two is coming soon. I'm currently auditioning like everybody else, Annie. Trying to get a new show, trying to add on, you know. And you will have it's it. Be- absolutely, no. It's very busy, so I know that something is coming soon. I just, it just depends on what God has for me. I have to, you know, go with it. It's very, very busy though. Yeah. Yeah. How can people reach you? What are your, what's your social media? Um, I'm on Insta at the Candice Renee, Candice with an I, not an A, because um, there's a couple Candice Renees out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, same thing on Twitter. At the Candace Renee. Um, and that's it. I don't really do... I do TikTok a little bit here and there. But, you that's know... That's personal. It's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Insta is my thing now. I've, be- I've become much better at it. I'm still not announcing. But... Well, that's what you have friends like me for. <laughs> I don't announce, but I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on the Insta. Yeah. Thank you so much for being my first guest. Yay! And coming in 
during these crazy times. Oh, really um, you just got off of a plane. You've been traveling and working. Oof. And now you're here. So thank you so thank much for coming for in. I appreciate me. it. And My I'm sister. proud of you too. No, I'm proud of you. Like, and I, and it's, this is so funny because I would say to you, I don't know if you remember this back in 2014, when we first moved back home to LA, mm -hmm. I told you that this mama was coming. You and did. I, and I told you that I could not wait for, for you to come on my show and talk. And now you you're did. here. You did. And I also said, I can't wait to interview on the red carpet. And that's coming up. Oh, yes. So thank you for always for believing in me and being a friend yes. because we've both gone through some ups mm -hmm. and downs um, often at the same time. So thank yeah. you for always being a good friend and thank not turning on me when other people did um, and all those things and coming and being a part of the Yay. show. I appreciate it. And I love, thank you. Candice, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story and talking about using difficult moments as hurdles to keep moving forward. I can't wait to interview you on the red carpet. Thank you for joining me on In The Mix With Trent. Here's a preview of the next episode. Your zone of genius is mindset coaching. Explain to people what that means exactly. Mindset coaching is guiding the brain, um, reprogramming the mind um, to support whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Um, whatever you are trying to do or wanting to do or have done, it started in your mind. Yes. This podcast that we're on, it started with the idea in your mind. Yes. Everything starts in your mind first and then it manifests into reality. The same way people have bad eating habits, they have been programmed sometimes consciously and unconsciously, and that's why your life looks a certain way. So it's really supporting people and creating new thought patterns around what they desire to achieve in life. How do you teach somebody that who has been... I'll use myself as an example. I've had to... I've done my work, so I, I know. But most people, they don't even know where to start to begin to transform their mind. And I always say... I always use examples of when I was going through the... I'll, I'll use the last crazy thing that I was going through with you know this whole corporate situation. It was one day I literally... I made up my mind. I was like, you know what? No matter what happens, I'm going to make it through this, and I'm going to be fine. Everything else fell to shit after that, like, clearly, but it let me here. So most people don't know how to make up their mind to do that. So what is, like, a tip that you can give to a person who is... Because we're going through a hopeless situation. Like, a lot of people are hopeless. They just don't know. They want to do better, but they just don't know how to get there. How does one start? It's the decision. You cannot begin anything without deciding. Mm. And not a fake decision. Like, oh, I kind of, or I want to see how this goes. Or I'm thinking about trying. You have to decide. Yeah. And be firm in your decision. <laughs>